0: Coming up on Squats and Margaritas. I was in that place where you're just, you know, drowning with kids and responsibility and everything is about getting them fed and keeping them alive. And, you know, there's nothing for you it's because it started out as such a tight knit community that kind of grew, but really maintained that small community feelings you know they weren't trying to be mean they weren't they were there because they wanted they were interested in following along and they were well intended and those were like the great years i had books that came out i you know the blogging conferences were so much fun they were all (laughs) of these sponsored trips like they were your friends and you were all dealing with this crap together and it was just so much fun and then Things completely shifted. Leaving Scary Mommy did such a number on me. Do you regret it? Yes.
1: Yeah? I do. Welcome to Squats and Margaritas. I'm Erin Washington, a mom of two trying to balance all the things. I'm a mompreneur, a former college athlete, and a woman that struggled for 20 years with body image, multiple eating disorders, and having no self-worth. I talk to strong, vulnerable, and authentic women and share conversations for other women to feel seen and less alone. If you are looking for tips on how to level up, balance all the things, or just listen and learn from strong, powerful women, you found the right place. This is Squats and Margaritas. Hey, senorita, really nice to meet ya. Have some tequila and stay, This week on Squats and Margaritas, it's New York Times bestselling author and entrepreneur Jill Smokler. Her award-winning blog, Scary Mommy, made her the first mommy blogger to sell her brand to a media company. She has goals. I love the way she writes. I love how she built this brand with three kids. She started Scary Mommy to share vulnerable, real moments of motherhood that no one was saying out loud. I know that she does what she does to help other women feel seen and less alone. And that is exactly why I started my platform. After selling Scary Mommy, she's got her new platform. She's got issues. It's a podcast and a magazine dedicated to Gen X women, which I think I'm in because I think the cutoff is 1980. I'm 81. I'll have to ask. Her books, Confessions of a Scary Mommy and Motherhood Comes Naturally and Other Vicious Lies, are available wherever you get your books. Please do me a favor and hit subscribe wherever you're listening to this episode. And please consider leaving me a review on Apple Podcasts. Here is my episode with Jill Smokler. You are such a wonderful guest for me. I love your writing. I am such a fan of that and your entrepreneurship. Like that is what squats and margaritas is. It's like balancing all the things you want to build a brand. You want to squeeze in a workout. You want to see your friends and not have all the mom shame and the mom guilt around it. And I feel like we both built brands so that other women would feel seen and less alone. Mm -hmm. So I'm so excited to talk to you today. Let's start with your story. Um, I know you started Scary Mommy when you already had three kids. Um, You had just moved to Maryland.
0: Yes, yes. I had a newborn and a two-year-old and a four-year-old. So in the trenches.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Honestly, I really had a friend who started one. I'd never heard of a blog before. I did not understand how it worked at all. But I was in that place where you're just, you know, drowning with kids and responsibility and everything is about getting them fed and keeping them alive. And, you know, there's nothing for you. And I thought, okay, that looks like a fun, you know, little side project. I'll start it. And my first post was an apology to my friends and family, because I thought (laughs) they'd be the only, they were the only readers. And it was like yet another project that I was starting for them to follow along with. Um, But this one stuck, fortunately.
1: Yeah, it did. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think? Do you think it was like the vulnerability? Do you think it was Almost like, I thought you were like kind of disrupting the market with scary mommy. Cause it's like the brands that you're like, what? Like scary mommy, slutty vegan. Like I'm thinking of brands that kind of disrupt the market and get the attention, but it's yeah. so funny. Can you share that? It was, uh, started because of something that your son called you when he was going through a phase. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So he had just seen some Disney movie and I wish I could remember which, but I can't. Um, and everything was scary. So it's like, no, I can't, you know, I can't go to school. My teacher's scary. My lunch is scary. Grilled cheese, scary, this scary, everything's scary. And he referred to me as scary mommy. And I was like, that's the best blog name. <laughs> so I ran over to the computer and it for some reason it was not taken. Um, so I gobbled it up and
1: yeah, the rest yeah. is history. It wasn't taken because like you're not supposed to say that. (laughs) Like we're supposed to be that's what mom. Yes. And you finally said it and you shared like real vulnerable mom moments. And now other moms could see it and feel less alone. So you think that you're just sharing it with your friends and family, but you said you start getting subscribers and you probably were not thinking about anyone else seeing it that didn't know you. So you never had to worry about criticism or negative comments. How did that go?
0: (laughs) Um You know, it really, I really didn't deal with much negativity when I was writing about the kids because it started out as such a tight-knit community that kind of grew but really maintained that small community feeling. So people weren't, you know, they weren't trying to be mean. They weren't, they were there because they wanted, they were interested in following along and they were well-intended. And it really took until I added, the confessional, which was like this anonymous um, place where people could leave sort of Twitter um, or thread, whatever, (laughs) um, (laughs) statements. And it was anonymous. And that really sort of brought the site to a new level and ramped up the criticism and all that stuff. But fortunately, when it was me blogging, I didn't really face that. Um, So that was, that was a good thing.
1: And I think it's interesting that the way you set up the confessionals, there was three responses like hug. (laughs) Oh my God, me too. And like, like there wasn't a way to trash mom bloggers. And now you look at today and like the negativity and we'll get there. How, like, at what point did you kind of feel like, whoa, like this is a thing. And maybe you had to like bring on a team because I asked this question because squats and margaritas is my baby Mm -hmm. and it's very hard for me to delegate and feel like people are going to get the vision. And yeah, I know that I need a team, but I also know myself and I feel like I'm going to be micromanaging the shit out of those people and be like, well, what are you doing? What are you posting? How did you decide to kind of branch out, bring on a team? Like, did it just get to a point where you couldn't handle it by yourself anymore?
0: Yeah, it got to a point when I was um, with the confessional. That was sort of the breaking point. I- until then, I had been writing myself and I had been... Um, Offer. I had been hosting other writers as well for probably a year and a half or so. Um, but that was all very manageable. Once I added the confessional, um, it became completely unmanageable. So I myself... <laughs> confessed one evening I was like if I (laughs) can't get some support with this like I'm gonna have to shut it down because I can't handle this all by myself and we had just started these message boards that were like to if you wanted to really like take your reaction your confession and sort of get real support and you know further more than just the hug oh my god me too but it, um
1: it just took on a life of its own. how did you like trust that the other people would get the vision or like, I can't let go. And I, it's to my detriment right now. Like I, I don't get back to people and I can't, it's my baby. Like, and I I scary mommy was your, like, how did you, I can't imagine like bringing people on and like trusting that they get the vision. Like, how do you coach me on that? (laughs) How do I do that? Oh, it's
0: so hard. It's so hard. We went, I went through, um, gosh, um, there were probably like 10 or 12 people initially and then it got dwindled down to my five core people who I really two of whom um I'm still working with on She's Got Issues which I love so much but they were with me from the get-go so they really they were part of the site because they identified so much with it. There wasn't any reason for them to be there other than the fact that it resonated so, so much So Mm -hmm. they were such scary mommies that they got, you know, that they knew the site was there to help them, you know, solve some, something missing in their life. And they wanted to help do that for other people as well. And it just became this community, um, which was beautiful, but yeah, as far as, um, as hiring and making sure people are on the same page as you, it is really, really hard. And yeah. it's really, um, you're protective because it's your baby. Exactly. And letting other people in and making some of the calls and having them be brand ambassadors, you know, you're responsible for them. It's really, it's a lot. It's scary. Um, I haven't gone there yet. (laughs) I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. I I think I lucked out with the message boards and the situation, but um, in terms of hiring and just bringing people on with this whole journey. And after the site was sold, I had to hire, you know, for the larger company. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was always, really hard because I felt like, you know, you're coming in and getting a slice of, you know, they, they were getting equity in the company. So they really were like putting their name in the ground and yeah, you know, becoming this. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah. It's hard. It's hard. I don't, I don't blame you for, for, and I, I was a solo business owner. I mean, I did, I had my core, staff who I paid as soon as I could, but it was, I didn't have a partner. I didn't have a, a board. I didn't have, you know, any people that were helping me with the big, big decisions, um, which is something I regret that was um, a lot to handle.
1: Sure. And like, would well, take me back to like 2010 when it was like mommy blogs were it, you were going to all like the expos, things were good. And I think you've said this before, Facebook coming in kind of shifted things. and their algorithm is that when it got to the point where it became kind of unmanageable or was it kind of that you didn't want to do it anymore because if anybody doesn't know facebook favors shareable content not Uh always like strong (laughs) content and it's as a creator that is very frustrating it was that part of like why you wanted to maybe get out
0: more squats and margaritas in a moment now this
1: Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tulls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
0: Now, back to Squats and Margaritas. Yes. I'd say from, like, 2010 or, like, oh nine to, like, 2012, 13. those were, like, the... Great years. I had books that came out. I, you know, the blogging conferences were so much fun. They were all <laughs> of these sponsored trips, like they were your friends, and you were all dealing with this crap together. And it was just so much fun. And it was great. And then things completely shifted. And I think it was Instagram actually that mm. really came in and shook things up, um, which I guess is Facebook too. Um, but Yeah, that really, once it was about um, algorithms and trying to like play that game, the quality just tanked. We had up until that point, you know, all of our most successful pieces were essays and long form, you know, articles and pieces that I was really proud to put out there. And then we posted this ridiculous video of this guy who took a plate and put a bowl's worth of, of grapes on the plate and took another plate on top of it and sliced through. And it like cut, you know, a couple grapes, but it looked like it, you know, sliced every single grape perfectly. And that goddamn <laughs> video got like <laughs> millions and millions of views on Scary Mommy and blew every post that we'd angst it over and edited and gone back and forth and crafted. And, you know, it just killed all of those. And it's like, really, this is where we're going? Yes. And that's where we went.
1: Joe, that is where we went. And it it like, it does something to your soul. Like you work on a piece of content that you know is fire and it just dies. And then you just see this totally. bullshit <laughs> going around. And yes, I will say that I feel that way about stuff that I've created, but like I'll interview people on my show and I'll like look them up on Instagram. They don't have much of a following. And I talk to this woman. I'm like, you should be, viral it like makes me mad for other women like why is your content not being shared and other the algorithm like it makes me every other week I'm like I quit Instagram I'm not even gonna look at it but like it's my livelihood and I I I hate where it's going so it's kind of going in that direction and then you just got like an offer and you were like this could be my way out of it or how did the selling of it go
0: kind of so i just was so burnt out from doing it all i was working you know like 20 hours out of the day i was so distracted with my kids i had no personal life everything was work and it was just too too much and i happened to have this phone call with a um website with a company that was starting a brand and It was about and it was for an interview about my book, but it turned into I I mentioned just how exhausted I was and they happened to be looking to acquire a parenting brand. So it just happened really, really, really quickly, uh, too quickly, much too quickly. uh, Mm -hmm. But at the time, I just felt like I was either going to crack and it was all going to just fall apart or I needed to offload it or I needed to like bring in a partner and the thought of bringing in a partner was so terrifying to me yes. that I thought it was better to just
1: yeah to just sell it completely but you were staying on with you sold it completely but what was your role at that point
0: my role was at founder and editor-in-chief um oh. so I stayed on and I was in charge of all of the content I mean it really stayed for the two years for a year and a half it was great it was <laughs> I had respect they <laughs> really valued what I had done and um, it was fun and collaborative and it was great. And then they really figured out that I was not monetizing the site the way that it should be monetized. And that if they threw, you know, 10 times as many ads on, then they'd make 10 times as much money. And it Mm -hmm. all became about that. And because they just wanted more views, it was more content. So we got wrapped up in that too. And it was putting out, you know, stupid little shorts and these videos and stuff that I hated putting my name behind, but you had to play the game if you wanted to keep. um, But I just got, I was so disillusioned towards the end and everything was a fight. Um, I, you know, they were bringing in advertisers, hawking weight loss, you know, quick fixes and just gross things. And I felt like this is so anti-Scary Mommy. Like we have to draw the line somewhere. And there was no line and things. I was supposed to be doing this podcast much like I'm doing now about women at midlife and sort of the next stage after Scary Mommy and basically was kind of told that I'd aged out. and wasn't, wasn't the right face of Scary Mommy anymore.
1: You weren't the right face for your brand that you created. That's neat. Correct. Okay. Yeah, that
0: was fun by, <laughs> yeah. by men. Um, yeah, and that was sort of the end of
1: that. Um, there was a quote that you gave that stood out to me. I believe it was on your show. Um, you equated Scary Mommy Now as like you being disappointed in your child. You raise them with the right morals and they end up as a strung out meth addict. <laughs> <laughs> I was was a little harsh. I was like, I like it, (laughs) (laughs) but it really paints a picture. You're like, you put everything into this, and then this is what it becomes. I I I feel for you. I cannot tell you how much I I mean, squats and margaritas is not scary, mommy. But what the hell is? You were like, as a writer, I wanted scary, mommy. Like that's I I write in my book. Um, I have a book, new book that's out, and I said for so so long it was to be published on scary mommy. That was the goal. And it's like basically, and I said, and then it happened three times. So I made another goal. I want to write a book and you're holding it. Like that's how it ends. But scary mommy, that was the goal. And wow. I, the, the first time I got published, I have to share the story. I looked it up it was in 2017. I don't know if this was you, but like disrupting the market also and getting eyes on the titles. I know mm. when you pitch something, they're like scary mommy can change the title. And sometimes yep. I would be like, Oh, like that is not what I, <laughs> but it gets eyes. And like, I get it. Yeah. yeah. So I pitched something about traveling with my six month old daughter. And I call it something about lap child. It became surviving solo travel with a lap child. It can be done. It was not controversial. I am elated. Jill. Like I am waiting because they're like, it's going to come out sometime on this day. And I see it hit on Facebook. Cause not every scary mommy article gets shared on social. And I see it and I'm yep. like, this is it. Oh my God. The first person that commented went right for the title and was like, this woman and this site should not be sharing about, uh, how unsafe this is, uh, putting a child on your lap. My friend is a <gasps> flight attendant and they call child, lap children projectiles. So every person that commented went commented back to her. Well, I travel with my child all the time. And I'm like, oh, hey, God. What? did anyone read it? I was like, <laughs> killed my article. Like oh, nobody, it was no. all just in response to this woman. And she was the first one. And I was like, well, okay, did anybody read it? Because she was like, this is so terrible. And look at, she's holding the baby and projectile. And but all the comments went oh. they everybody was fighting and I'm like, hey, it got like a million comments, but it wasn't anything about the writing. And I was so oh, that's terrible. That's terrible. <laughs> that, I'm so sorry. No, I mean how could you that's ever awful. But I was like that lady, like she could have just but whatever. Then I got two more. I did one about ISR infant swim rescue about and that is controversial because Well, you you did pick hot button issues. I did for sure. Exactly. Yes. And I but it's the you get the headline again. I said they changed it to I watched my child cry through swim lessons and I made them do it anyway was the t- and I was like, oh <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, yes, well, I, I did. But again, <laughs> it gets posted and people are like, This is disturbing yeah. in the article, Joe. I'm like I, when I saw this, I was like, don't send me another video like this. This is so disturbing. I will never do this." I said, I felt the same way. And then it was kind of like, this is where I got to, here's what I read about, right. but nobody read the piece. Cause it was like, this is awful. And, and so oh, that, God. when it gets that big, all the controversy and all of like the negative comments, but what they probably loved about it, they're like, look at the comments, look at the comments go. And I'm like, hey, read. you work so hard on something and then it's gross it's gross it's so I, and i'm gross. like no so gross yeah yeah and it feels really <laughs> shitty
0: especially when you yeah you've worked so hard and you're expecting intelligent dialogue and yes. like minded people to converse with and you're just like seriously you took this one stupid thing yeah car seats um were always that was one of the worst issues so i'm not surprised that a lap baby would be along the same lines we yeah. had um a stock photo of a child who's seatbelt belt was not quite properly buttons. I mean clearly the car was not driving the child yeah. was sitting still the amount of hate messages we got for endorsing
1: unsafe practices it was ridiculous. People Nobody's reading ridiculous. the pieces and it's like these creative like thoughtful pieces that yes you want people to talk about that they see that picture it's like are you just bored and you want to start a fight like that's yeah. when it got like almost too big and now I see like what you're doing now like, you have more control over it and reining it in. Before we get into She's Got Issues, I just wanted your take on the current social media climate because I'm a little pissed off about now you're competing with content from people that are paying for followers, paying for likes, paying for the blue check mark, which just... What is the point? Like I, I've been trying, I want the blue check mark so much and I don't want it anymore because I don't want anybody to think I paid for it. It's like not even real anymore. Like what is no, your take on the current nothing. climate? More squats and margaritas in a moment. Now this. Guys, we're moms. We're not out on the town every night anymore. We're chasing our toddlers through our kitchen. But there are those times where you want just that little extra something. Maybe it's a girl's night, a wedding, a date night, a work event. If you're looking for that little extra confidence boost, you need RejuvaLift. RejuvaLift delivers dramatic results to minimize the look of lines, wrinkles, crow's feet, those 11 lines that I have between my eyebrows. I use it on the bags under my eyes. Guys, it works in four minutes and delivers results up to seven hours. I've tried it. I'm obsessed. And now squats and margaritas listeners can get 20% off at rejuvaliftbeauty.com using code margaritas. That's R-E-J-U-V-A liftbeauty.com and use promo code margaritas. You need this in your life. Shipping is free. You get 20% off. Go to rejuvaliftbeauty.com. Now back to squats and margaritas.
0: I hate it so much. I hate the current climate. Um... Yeah, it just feels like there's nothing authentic about it. It's all a show. You don't know what's real, what's not. I mean, some of my daughter's friends follow me and they're verified because their parents pay for them to be. And they come like, who are these famous children? And they're not famous. They're just no. classmates of my daughters. Like, what are they doing commenting anyway? Yes. Um. It's I hate it. I hate everything about how contrived it is and how much how the effort has to be in the promotion rather than the product. Yes. Um, yeah. It's I hate it. I hate it. hate it. hate it. I'm with you.
1: So what? let's talk about she's got issues. Like how long after you left scary mommy, did you pivot to the, this is, she's got issues um, focuses on Gen X. Is it the cutoff before 1980 or, yes. You had to be born before 19. No
0: real cutoff. It's like forties, uh, 40 to 50
1: ish. Okay. Like I'm 81. Just, I was like, I feel like I'm in it. Perfect. I'm, <laughs> yep, you were in it. Totally how long it. before you left scary mommy, did you kind of pivot to she's got issues?
0: It took about two years for me to get my bearings. It really, leaving Scary Mommy did such a number on me. I was so, mm. um, I was somewhat empowered when I left because I felt like at least I had, I, I was pushed out, but I very impulsively quit. <laughs> so I sort yeah. of felt like at least I had kind of the last word, even though they like pushed me to the edge, <laughs> at least they yes. even, like, totally pushed me off. Um but then like I woke up the next morning and was like, what did I do? Like I, I sold my baby. I left everything. Like all of my friendships had become wrapped up in scary mommy, all of my identity, just all of my yeah. finances, just everything, all of my contacts and my emails, just everything was scary mommy. And then it was just gone. Um, so that was really rough. So that took about two years for me to.
1: To recover from. Do you regret it? Yes. Yeah? I do. Um, I do. Yeah. (laughs) Even doing what you're doing now and like finding like a a space where you feel like you have more control over the message and you're actually helping people with like fire content. What do you regret about leaving Scary Mommy?
0: I regret selling it to a man. Um, I think I was very disillusioned and um was given kind of rose colored glasses and didn't you know just was not looking at everything clearly because i was so burnt out mm-hmm. and i thought i thought i was handing it to someone who would really respect it and keep it at least keep the heart of it and the soul of it what it was and I didn't. And then it was resold again. And then that's when things really, really went downhill. And that was after I'd already left. Um, But yeah, I regret regret not bringing higher level people on to help me before I kind of cracked the first time. I Mm. regret being so, so sure that I knew everything about it because it had outgrown me. You know, it's, I think you're going to face the same thing. It's very, you know, it's your baby, but if you want to grow it, it has to get bigger than you. And then you lose control over it. It's, yes, it's hard. I think there are many ways that I could have done things better. And that's what I'm hoping to do this next time is not make those same mistakes.
1: Well, I will say that you walked before it went downhill. So you have that. It's not like, you stayed on yeah. and then it, like it's all the ads and people are like what happened to scary mommy you were like bye and then so you you leave with that but i i do also understand it's not exactly the same thing but soccer was like my whole life i played division 1 soccer in college played since i was 4 i kind of impulsively on a whim quit in the middle of my uh, college career and was like this is bullshit like i'm not getting playing time i'll just quit and okay. then i went home and was like it was all I knew. It was my identity, yeah. my worth. And I fell into deep depression, bulimia, like all my eating disorders started because I impulsively was like, well, this is bullshit. And it was my identity. And when you lose yeah. something like that, it's hard. I can't even imagine, but I will say to you, like you got out before it became what it is now. So you're on the yes. right side of that. You created something you were proud of and everybody was obsessed with. It was the brand and you, mm-hmm. you got out when things weren't you know, looking like you wanted them to, and then it went downhill. So you have that, you have two years after, yeah. And then how did you even get the idea for She's Got Issues?
0: The idea for She's Got Issues actually came before I left Scary Mommy. I, I thought of the name, um... And I just loved it. And again, it just wasn't taken, which was just like, really? Like, how is that not taken? How is that available? But it spelled out she go tissues. And I found that to be such a turn-off that I was like, no one's gonna want a brand that's she go tissues. And I couldn't even see it. And she I
1: never looked, and she I've never seen saying. that when I look at it. So it's don't worry about stupid.
0: that. I mean, it's the most ridiculous <laughs> thinking. Um, so I had the name in my head and I had bought the URL, but I was just sort of like on the fence about do I do something with this? Is it the name? Is it This the spelling of it just too ridiculous um and then i have a friend here who is a you know very business-minded she started a a company um telecom type company previously and sold it and um she's my partner in this which is an entirely different dynamic to like start something with a partner um but I really like it for this phase and I wouldn't want to be doing it alone, which is a really interesting feeling for me. And I didn't know if I'd like it. It was very nerve wracking to like actually read a, a partnership and to be doing something that feels so close to my heart with somebody else is letting go of an awful lot. And that's what I was so afraid of with scary mommy. That's what I didn't want to do. I Mm -hmm. didn't want to, I think it was like the emotional part. I just didn't want to make space for somebody else in my scary mommy circle
1: you know I get it so much yes exactly it's your thing and so it was it a podcast first or the magazine first
0: podcast first magazine was always the idea um she's got issues the double entendre of the issue I love it I I I I have to say I love the name I do too so yeah magazine was first and podcast just seemed like a good avenue to take you know to lead the magazine hopefully um it's fun i'm enjoying the podcast it is it's so much work oh girl i can't believe it <laughs> i i'm sure i mean you know much better than me i just started you know i haven't been doing that long and i i have i have a producer this time and it's still i'm like i cannot believe how much goes into this little dinky 40 minute
1: episode it is not dinky i love your podcast um <laughs> i was going live during the pandemic Um, just very much myself, like, what in the hell am I supposed to do with a two and a four-year-old when the playgrounds are closed and the gyms are closed and the schools are closed? And I would go live every Thursday and I'm like, pour a cocktail. And because we couldn't, we couldn't go for a drink. I'm like, we'll go live. I'll go live. We'll talk about best practices for momming in a pandemic. So my only like motivation was to like entertain moms, do something fun during the pandemic. And a program director in Washington, D.C. was watching me every week. Like I had no idea. And I did it for a couple months. And then she called me and gave me this show. And I, I always say like, you never know Amazing. who's watching. And um, what it was for me fell in my lap. I never in a million years would have auditioned to be a host. This is my favorite thing in the world. I get to talk to people like you that I never would have been able to connect with otherwise With if I didn't have this platform. But like you said, it is a ton of work. And the radio station, they produce it in quotes, but I am so type A and I've been known to go off on a rant. And I, by the time I tell my producer what to edit out and where I'm like, I could yep. do it myself. Yeah. Yep. So that's I just, exactly where I am. I yep. started just down doing- to like
0: the second, like you, you know, exactly what you want. And I'm yes. sure it would be just as easy for me to get into garage
1: band or whatever and do it myself. I'm just exactly, but don't it. go yep. down the hole that you start doing it. And then they're going to expect fully edited episodes because that's right. what I was doing. And now like companies will pitch me like and show like they will take clips from my show and it's beautiful. And they'll put all these things together, but it's still, I'm holding on to it. Like I want to see the final product before it goes out. Yeah, and yeah. I know it will be quicker. I'm all about efficiency. And I know when I like talk shit about my husband, I know it was around halfway, so I can get that out real quick. And like, I don't yep. want, it's easier this way. I love the creative aspect, finding the clips that were good and making it a real and putting the music together and I love the creative aspect, but I'm also booking my guests. I'm editing my show. Right. I'm promoting my show. I'm promoting my book and I'm fucking drowning. And I have not yeah. brought out anybody with me because I'm like, this is my thing. And I also have two young kids and it's a lot, but it's my favorite thing in the world. At least, I mean, you, you're
0: you can do the reels. You can do the editing. You can do the stories. Like, I, I mean, it takes me an hour to like Jill? even figure out
1: how, No. I am the least technical person you've ever met. If I can do the reels, you can do the reels. In 20 minutes, I can teach you iMovie. It is all you need. And it's on your iPhone. If you have an iPhone or on a yeah. Mac, cutting like cutting things down, transitions, uh, putting music under something. So you don't use like the TikTok editing or the Instagram editing? Really? I So I'll say something about that. No, it's easier for me to edit an iMovie. However, Instagram can tell if you use reels, like upload uh, right. original yeah, like content that. instead of just uploading an already produced piece into reels and adding the music they prioritize. So sometimes I will make it like, okay, for example, I just did two like press appearances in New York. I can see the vision of what I wanted it to be. So I get shots. Like I'm walking into the airport, I'm on the airplane, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm live on TV, all these things. And then I, they're all little clips. So for real, it's so easy to just pop in those little clips, stop when I want throw in yeah. a transition, but something that's like an episode or I don't know, a three minute video piece. iMovie yep. is so frigging easy. And if I I know can do iMovie, it... I, I do. I like <gasps> iMovie. That's all I do. But I just never thought of, of editing this stuff in iMovie. Edit it in iMovie, upload it to Reels, add the music. You can add it in iMovie, add the music okay. in Reels because then they know you use their tools. And TikTok is the same way. They want you to use captioning. So I will put the same piece of content on Instagram and then on TikTok, but I will put, use the captioning in TikTok for TikTok and add the music in TikTok. Don't already add it because then they, I don't know how, but they can see that you use, I know it's all, It's we're playing the game. So they're ridiculous. assholes. No, but I'm just telling you, you work on something and then you upload yeah. it and they're like, this is, she didn't even use TikTok or reels that I just to yeah. get paid good to make reels because Instagram was trying to compete with TikTok. So I yeah. would get Until I had one go crazy viral. And I mean, I've never had one hit a million. This one was 8 million. And I'm like, here we go. They wouldn't pay me. They were like, well, they had every reason to be like, well, we don't know if people watch till the end. I was like, it was shared 250,000 times. Have you ever shared something that you didn't watch till the end? And not like it was a minute. It was like 15 right. seconds. I was like, this is such bullshit. They just would not pay me. Oh, so I was so like, I, I said, so you want me to make reels that are good, but not too good. And they, they just kept, man, we cannot uh, discuss how we come up with the bonus, but this does not, I was like, oh, that's cute that this one doesn't um, apply or apply doesn't apply for bonuses. And so I don't, I thought I was an in Instagram jail because at the end of that, I never got opportunities to monetize my bonuses, oh. monetize my reels. So I'm like, oh, I pissed them off. But then I was uh, interviewing another mom. She's like, well, now that reels doesn't pay bonuses anymore. And I was like, I thought I was in jail. <laughs> I was like, oh, they got rid of it because they were trying to compete with TikTok. Oh, now they don't have that anymore. But <laughs> I was using content because I love to do it. And if you're going to pay me to create reels, it was a great gig for a few months, but don't make one that's too good or they will find a way to say that it doesn't count. Um, I don't know how I oh, went that's on that such
0: rant. A bummer. <laughs> no, that's like um to just take that rant further. Amazon affiliate links. I had like one post go crazy viral and it was like it was like 25000 dollars legitimately with the amount of views it had. And they were yeah. like, we're not paying
1: this. Yes.
0: <laughs> You're normally make like five, six dollars. Like what sketchiness <laughs> <laughs> is going on here? And they refused to
1: do it. You're like, we're not expecting much out of you. <laughs> You're going to make 50 bucks. We're not expecting, right. but you, right. we're capping not... it at that. Yeah. <laughs> and they, and they didn't even say they cap it. They, they cap it at a certain, but it, I didn't even hit the cap, but they were like, yeah. it doesn't, I can't even talk about it. It makes me so like, you're working on things and it's like, we'll pay you, but it, don't let it be too good. It's all a game. Like, I want it to be genuine and real, but I don't yeah. know where else to go. No, Instagram is where my people are and I don't have a following anywhere else. So I'm yeah. still on Instagram, but I don't grow ever, ever, ever. I just go down in followers Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's just, I don't know. And then you get people that buy likes and followers and you can tell it's so obvious if you have 25,000 followers and six likes on your <laughs> post, something's not right. Like it makes you look worse so and people just pay them money and then verify <laughs> they're, they're a public figure. And I'm like, this is, if anyone can be verified, what the point, what's the point of verification? Not if anyone's anything, it doesn't mean anything. We need a new no. place
0: to be. <laughs> this is run by a woman.
1: <laughs> yes, ma'am. She's got yes. issues. Could be like a platform. For women our age, and not just a magazine in a pocket, like a sharing platform. Oh where- yeah
0: we we have the, we have big ideas for it.
1: We'll see where it leads, but Keep yeah. Me t- and <laughs> I, I would absolutely. love to contribute. I'm 41. Um, tell people more about. She's got issues. Just if anybody wants to start following that.
0: Yeah. So she's got issues is a, um, it's a, you just can go to the website and then you can choose to read or listen. Obviously the podcast is listen and the magazine is read. We just have one issue out, which is really just to get like a sample advertiser issue out. And we have, um, one coming up in September and a special menopause issue in October, which I'm really excited about. Um, so yeah, you listen, we have some fun guests and some heavier guests, but, um, I think it's, I'm um, trying to keep it a good mix. It's sort of the next sort of scary mommy, the next
1: stage. Oh my God. I am here for it. However Yay. I can contribute. Let me know. Um, I two really. more questions, um, advice to a mompreneur that maybe has an idea hasn't really pulled the trigger, thinks maybe, you know, it's not about them anymore. They've got kids. Mm -hmm. What would you say to someone that maybe isn't feeling fulfilled and has something in them, but kind of isn't sure where to start?
0: More squats and margaritas in a moment. Now this. Now back to squats and margaritas. Yeah, I'd say to start, absolutely, and do it for fun, not get wrapped up in, You know what it could potentially make how to monetize how to share how to master social media just do what you love about it because that is the passion is is what's going to sustain you and scary mommy took took years and years to monetize it really was only really really doing well um a year before I sold it, it wasn't like it was bringing in crazy money for a decade. Like it really took a wow. long time. Um, and throughout that time, I always said it had to stay fun to me because it wasn't making money, and I was spending so much time investing into it. So yeah, so <laughs> you had to you have to like it, you have to love it. Yeah, um you do. And so that's what I'd say to any Montpreneur is just to to really make sure you love what your whatever side hustle or whatever it is you're taking on
1: hundred percent. And finally, Squats and Margaritas is about finding the balance, building a brand, being a mom, sneaking in a workout, you know, all the things. How do you find the balance like as a mompreneur or have you found the balance <laughs> in a mompreneur life?
0: No, I have not.
1: <laughs> Great, <laughs> me either.
0: I don't know what what better note to end on than that because no, no. I have not struck balance at all. The balance I have now is... Due to the fact that my kids are older and they're teenagers and they're Mm. very self-sufficient. I worry about them much more than I did when they were kids. And I find parenting to be infinitely harder, but I do have more time to focus on my stuff.
1: Oh, I didn't think about that. It's going to get infinitely harder when they're teenagers. Well, no, you have more
0: time to focus on your stuff. It's just that the parenting aspect, you know, oh. the stakes are just so much higher. Little kids, little problems, big kids, big problems. Totally. So your time opens up. I have lots of time during the day. It's just the energy that I spend <laughs> worrying about them. <laughs> just Lots more time uh, to worry. Exa- <laughs> okay. Exactly. The more time you have, the more time you have to worry.
1: <laughs> I got it. Um, this was everything I hoped it would be. Where can people find you uh, to learn more?
0: um jill Smokler on instagram facebook and she's got issues on itunes and uh the website
1: and the website is she tissues no i'm just kidding
0: <laughs> no, <it's> <laughs> totally kidding it is it totally is go to she go tissues
1: <laughs> she tissues thank you so much Perfect. jill Thank you so much. This was so fun. Thank you so much for listening to the Squats and Margaritas podcast. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And I'll see you next week for a brand new episode of Squats and Margaritas.